What's good, everybody? Stats and KP back with you for another instant reaction. The 49ers make a move up this time, KP. Before we had to wait a little longer, now we're going ahead of time. The Niners trade up. They give up two fourth-round picks, numbers 117 and 121, to go up to 88 to take another Trey, another offensive player, Ohio State running back Trey Sermon. So we kind of talked about this in the last episode that we just did where the 49ers they probably moved back so they could move up in the third round I imagine nobody would have predicted that they would have moved up for running back but in this case again they're just protecting their initial investment so Trey Sermon he's not going to be a guy who has the home run speed but he is just super effective very efficient as a runner he had over 100 yards in his final three games as a running back at Ohio State but not just any 100-yard game. So one game averaged 11 yards a carry. The next game, he just went over 100 yards. He had 331 yards in the game. And then he had another 100-yard game where he averaged a paltry 5.4 yards in that game. So, yeah, he's a guy that's going to – he's more of the run-you-over type, you know, patient, one-cut runner. But that's what fits Kyle Shanahan's offense. And the best part of his game probably is his pass protection. Nowhere to go, he's going to keep the quarterback upright. That's interesting to me. He ran a four five seven forty. You know, we talked about it with the Aaron Banks selection that he is not necessarily the most agile guy, and maybe potentially the 49ers could run some more kind of power stuff as opposed to the outside zone stuff. Now you're telling me Trey Sermon is not, you know, the speed demon home run hitter guy. That's kind of different from the running backs that Kyle Shanahan has on the roster. Yeah, that's a very good point because everyone else runs like a sub 4-4-5 40-yard dash. They, they can really, really go. When we spoke to Aaron Banks during his media availability, he did say that he's comfortable playing on both sides of the line, but he's also comfortable playing in both a gap and a zone scheme. So uh, we, we will see if that's the case. And I imagine the 49ers are comfortable with that as well. So I'm pretty excited to see Sermon because this tells us the 49ers view him as the running back of the future because Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are not under contract after this season. So um, Sermon is probably going to take over the reins after this year. And we talked about redundancies on the roster. I mean, look at that running back room right now. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. Now you're throwing Sermon in there. Gallman's there. I even think Jermichael Hasty would be a hell of a lot of fun to watch for the 49ers. I love the running back room. Absolutely. So they have guys who can complement each other. So, you know, you have the shifty guy and hasty. You have the guy Sermon right now who's going to probably be the bruiser of the bunch. And I wonder if they're going to view him as more of the goal line back as, as a rookie even. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun because we, we just talked about him being the bruiser. And then you have Olympic speed in Raheem Mostert and <laughs> Jeff Wilson, who's kind of the best of all worlds. It is a crazy offensive room. Um, I, I was, you know, doing some reading on Sermon And the things I love are the things they mentioned on the broadcast on ESPN and in the draft guide for the athletic, that basically his best attribute is that he can has great vision, can put his foot in the ground and cut back. And I feel like when you're talking, marrying player skills with system, like doesn't get much better for running backs in the Kyle Shanahan system. Yeah. It's tough to find a guy that is better who is known for his patience and he's known for seeing the field well, because a lot of running backs, their biggest issue 
even if they are fast, they run a four three. They run up the running, or they run up the lines backs, and they miss the cutback lane, or they miss the front side hole, and there's nowhere for them to go. In Sermon's case, he is patient. The, a lot of running backs coaches, you'll hear you'll hear them say, "Slow to fast through the hole," and that's what Sermon does. So, uh, big props for the 49ers here. I know there's going to be some pushback because they traded up for a running back. But they traded a f- two fourth round picks, one of which they didn't have entering today, and they still have number one hundred two, which is coming up here shortly. So they'll still be able to get a cornerback or a pass rusher. That is if they're not done drafting on offense, because they could go wide receiver too, just to complete, you know, the the offensive push that they're going on right now. Yeah, so far we've got two trays and three offensive players and three picks for the Niners. And look, I don't care that they traded up to get a running back. They had more picks than they had holes on the roster. Like you don't need, they had, what was it, nine picks or something like that? Like you don't need all that. There's two ways you can use draft picks. You can use them to select players or you could use them to trade up. Like they can bring assets to your team in multiple ways. So I have no problem with the 49ers doing that. Although KP, I do look, I'm a little nervous. I see he had a vertebrae injury in high school. He had a torn ACL, uh, LCL, excuse me, in his left knee and a dislocated shoulder in the national championship game. You know my thing with injuries in this team. They've had a lot of banged up guys. Should I be nervous? Yeah, that that's definitely something to be concerned about just because it's been consistent, and I think that was the case going back to Oklahoma. So the good news is he doesn't have to be relied on right away, and he he's not going to be the bell cow. So in a lot of these games at Ohio State, he's getting 25-plus carries. That's not going to be the case for Kyle Shanahan because that hasn't been the case during his four-year tenure uh, as a 49ers head coach. So that w- I would be able to, you know, be a little less concerned under that, knowing that, you know, the most carries he's probably going to get at least this year in a game would be anywhere between 10 and 12, unless he just blows it up. But that, you know, that's unlikely. Yeah, that'd be a good problem to have too. Like, right. oh, he's he's dominating. Sorry, we have to give him the ball more. <laughs> no. um, are you surprised that they've gone all offense so far? That's, that's a lot of faith in the defense and a new defensive coordinator who's never done the job before. What I am taking this as is the 49ers offense was not as good as we thought. And that is why they have invested so much into their offensive side of the ball. Because think about it last year. Yes, the quarterback struggled, but the wide receivers weren't exactly doing them a lot of favors. The offensive line wasn't doing them a lot of favors. When Raheem Mostert and when Jeff Wilson went down, it's not like the running backs were lighting it up either. So the 49ers offense left a lot to be desired on in 2020, and that was on the forefront for all of us to see. So I feel like this is Kyle Shannon just investing in the offense, saying, hey, I'm the play caller, but let me get some skill here so we can really light it up. And that's a good point by you. I remember you saying last year that like Raheem Mostert was kind of covering up a lot of bad play because he would just break these massive long touchdowns and you know they make you think that everything is great on offense but when you looked beyond those plays like you talked about the fact that the offense wasn't as productive as it had been in 2019 and clearly like you said the 49ers recognize that and they're trying to rectify it the 49ers defense they're getting Nick Bosa back so that should be able to you know alleviate a lot of the concerns that people will have yes they're going to need a cornerback yes they probably still need an edge rusher to take pressure off of Bosa and Samson Ebicom but still the offense is much bigger need I think than we presented this offseason and the 49ers are you know we're seeing that firsthand now you mentioned right now one more pick tonight number 102 we talked about it last episode is it going to be a corner or are they just going to continue to just say, screw it? 
So Ifiti Melifanu is a cornerback who's a big guy, can run. And this is right around the area where, you know, you take chances on athletes. And that's what the best teams always do. The Ravens are great at that, where on the day three picks, they're going to take guys who test well. So I really think they have to go corner in this situation. And maybe have to isn't the right word, but yeah, I mean, they're again, they're an injury away from, you know, the guys who you do not want on the field. We are not going to say his name for two episodes in a row, but um, I wouldn't even <laughs> like edge rusher is another one. But what, what about safety even? Because, yes, they, they added some depth, but we know that the starters have a serious injury history. So, yeah, I think there are a couple guys like TCU's Darius Washington is a name that I, I would love to see at 102 as well. It's, you know, they, they stick to their philosophy of building up the lines and the fronts. And I, maybe they're just like, Hey, screw it. Our front's going to be so good that we can put Johnson back there if we had to, and we'll deal with it. Yeah. I mean, why not? So what, what do you think is going to happen? What direction do you think the 49ers are going to go in? Is it going to, are they going to continue this offensive draft or what's going to happen here? Because yeah, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's, does he get any input here or what? Right. Like, is he just the, the voice in the room that gets overruled because he's new to the gig? Like, I don't know. I feel like you've got to get at least one defensive player. Like, you I, I you can't all go offense. I Get him something. Get him, a, like you said, an edge rusher or a corner safety. Something. you got to go. You can't just go all one side of the ball. The 49ers offense was that not that bad last year. Do you think this was, hey, we're going to help you out in free agency, but – when it comes to the draft, we're going to build on, we're going to build through our offense through the draft. So I wonder if that was the case because yeah, we're getting to the point where not a lot of these guys, when we get to the hundreds in the draft, like these guys yeah. are not going to be able to contribute right away. Even if it is a guy like Melifine, who I believe is talented, but it's going to be tough for him to get onto the field right away. And off the top of my head, I honestly, I sorry. I don't really, I can't think of any potential free agents in the secondary that the Niners would want to bring in. I know they were talking with Tony Jefferson, uh, I don't think anything official happened there. Like, I don't even know who's out there for them to bring in if they don't uh, try and address it in the draft. There's this guy named Richard Sherman who might interest you. Um, I don't I know how you feel about him. And I know there are other fans who feel, you know, what we just saw, what we remembered the last. And it's going to be hard to imagine that he gets better. But that's a guy who knows like it's still Richard Sherman. And the question would be. Uh, what will he give you? Will he be able to stay healthy throughout the season? Because he is up to that age. But that is a name to throw out there if you, you know, as a last case scenario. Man, break glass in case of emergency and wheel out the corpse of Richard Sherman. That's inspiring. <laughs> All right. One more pick to go, hopefully on day two. That's number 102 for the 49ers. It's pick 96 right now. So we'll be back pretty soon with another instant reaction pod. KP, thank you very much. Love it. Let's do it.